Today I'm speaking with Kim Kasparian. Kim is a no-holds-barred, hand-holding, obstacle-smashing success coach known for her wisdom, intuitive insight, and tough love. Her clients also know her as the success genie because of her genie-like ability to turn their dreams into reality as she shows them how to release the limits they place on themselves. And Kim is no stranger to moving self-imposed limits. Listen in while she talks about finding perspective and a new purpose after she thought her life was completely over at 27. You'll be inspired by the magic she let into her life when she learned how to let go of control. You're listening to The Inspired Wave, stories of everyday heroines, real life inspiration. I'm your host, transformational coach and connection catalyst, CJ Rivard. Join me weekly to hear real life inspiration and tips for tackling your life's challenges. Each week, you'll hear from a relatable woman who shares about her struggles and the tools she used to work through them. By being women of courageous action, vision, and ongoing evolution, each of us can create a ripple of positive impact, and together, we'll create a wave of change. Join us. All right. Well, welcome back, everyone. I'm so excited to welcome you and introduce my friend who's sitting here with me, Kim Kasparian. You're going to love meeting her. Welcome, Kim. Hi there, CJ. So glad to be here with you and your viewers. So this is great. So everyone just heard a little bit about you and what you do and your amazingness, but tell us where you live and what you like to do. All right. Well, we just moved literally. The only thing that's unpacked is Sherman over here, my white knight. So we we live in Connecticut, USA, and we moved from Milford to a beautiful place called Cromwell, Connecticut, which is north, I'm about 40 minutes away from everything we know and love. So we're on a, a two-year adventure. I love it. Adventure's good. That's <laughs> right. So I, I got my guy here. So we're, You're ready yeah, to we're, go. we're setting up the genie bottle in Cromwell. All right. Yeah, adventure is great. So I know, my gosh, you've got such an amazing story. Why don't we dig right in and you can tell us where you were in your 20s and your dreams and how you were taking life by storm. Okay, so I was always the kid in it to win it, ambitious and willing to do the work had a tumultuous decade in my 20s due to some events that were very painful and dramatic and still found a way to build my business. And just for all you entrepreneur, budding entrepreneurs, failed twice before I got it right, just saying. And during that journey, I finally, the dark days I thought were behind me, had excitedly restarted my business in Mary Kay Cosmetics you know, built my level up to team manager, basically I was driving a free car, making full-time pay and part-time work, ready to go back to my dream of dancing and getting my degree. I left college to start my business. That's another story. And realized the flexibility that Mary Kay gave me allowed me to figure out what I really love to do, which was dance, not only performance, but teaching and choreography. And right here in New York, we have one of the best colleges for that. So I didn't have to leave home to do what I wanted to do. 
was single and making it happen. I was 27 and on the way to make a bank deposit for my sales director, AK mom. Cause I thought, Oh, like mom, do you want me to run some errands for you? And I'll, well, on my way, she's like, yeah, drop this off. I was involved in a car accident while sitting at a red light, just sitting there minding my own business. The guy, the kid behind me didn't see the light was red. Don't know why. And basically I was sandwiched between him and the car in front of me. So I didn't realize it at the time, but my dream died right there on River Road with a bang and a pop in my neck. Wasn't expecting that. It disabled me for about a year. Due to that disability, I had to step down in my position as a team manager and give back my car. Spent about three and a half years physical therapy getting back somewhat. We'll never get back to where I was. So I'm, I'm sorry, slow down a minute. So what happened? What kind of uh, like what happened with the car in the, ca- in the car accident? I had the doctor would tell you it was the equivalent of someone taking a two by four and from head to toe, just beating me with it. I had um, a lot of muscle tissue damage and I had injuries in my discs in my neck. Wow. So at 27, instead of looking all like this, I ended up looking like a 90-year-old woman and like walked hunched over for about four months. Gosh. So four months in a doer's life is like forever. (laughs) And it took me on a journey. So I was very disappointed that I couldn't bounce back the way I expected to because I just thought it was like, oh, whiplash. Um, I was very disappointed and distressed to realize that despite all my best efforts, I couldn't work and get well. Right. And when I couldn't pursue my audition at the university in New York, I basically thought like, shoot me now, my life is over. Mm-hmm. Not only do I not have my dream, but I can't do anything. So it was my journey in pursuit of what, I, what people call self-esteem because without my ability to do, I didn't know who I was. You lost your identity, what you thought I was lost your identity. My, yeah. I lost my identity and my value, what I thought was my value to the world. Like, why are you going to, like, what can, if I can't do for you, why should I exist? Where do I fit in? And to just pull like a lot of ick on a whole lot of ugh. Six weeks before I had surgery, to deal with advanced endometriosis that they were trying to pre- to take care of because they knew it, without it, I would not be able to have children. And at the time I was single, thinking the children were part of my future. So I was already in a weakened state. So the mm-hmm. accident and the surgery just wrecked my identity because I was the kid at 27, still doing acrobats, still actively dancing, and dancing was my identity. It was where I derived my confidence mm-hmm. and I guess myself, you know, my, my self-esteem You're worth- and just one second, I'm fine. Next, I am like lying flat in a bed in my parents' beautiful finished basement after being out on my own, paying my own bills, calling my own shots, going, wow. I'm 27 in the basement of my parents' house, you know, prospects aren't looking good. And I don't even have that. I don't have the value of, well, let me raise your children or let me give you, what do I have left to give? What do I, I had nothing. 
in my mind, I had nothing. So I literally lay there because I had to, because I had my neck standing for any length of time was just really difficult. I really felt buried alive, like in my parents' basement. It all came down. It, it just like crash. Crash is a nice way of putting it. Decimated. Yeah. Disgusted. Despair doesn't even cut it. I didn't know what to do with myself and I have longevity in our family lines. And I'm like, a lot of road to go and like no car to go in. So it was major. It was a major crossroads in my life. I didn't, you couldn't tell me that this life was possible or even available. What I didn't know, it started me on this journey. And what journey is that? Being able to do what I love, Mm -hmm. being able to serve others, being able to dance again, being able to dance again. So I learned a couple different things. The dream doesn't die just because you disown it. That's so. Okay. That's a whole whole other, like, that's a whole other, I should write a book. Dreams don't leave you. Even when you leave, even when you leave it, it, it comes to find you. Self-esteem is everything. Self-esteem is the secret to success. And um, and I'm sharing this because I'm sure a lot of women can feel the same way, that my value comes from being. I learned on my journey of feeling buried alive and feeling like I had no value mm-hmm. in the vulnerability in the vulnerability, in that place of, I don't know what's next. And I don't know if I want to know came everything I ever dreamed of and allowed me to connect to people and places and opportunities that I'm not sure I would have been open to or recognized Mm -hmm. had I not gone through that, such a dramatic event. Mm -hmm. So it created the platform for what I teach today. So take me through the, you know, as you were coming out of that or as you realized that this was going to be harder. It sounds like at first you were in denial and you were ready to to go. Oh, yeah. I was in a neck brace. My father was driving me to do my business because I couldn't drive not with a neck brace and you can't I can't move. my neck. Oh, yeah. I was like, I'll get I'll get no problem. Not stopping me. So. Once you realized that things had kind of come to a crashing halt, how did you slowly or quickly come out of that hole under those bricks and, you know, see the daylight and start moving forward? Because I know you've come a long way since then. Yeah. What was the first aha on those baby steps to get out from under It took about nine months. It took about nine months. I wasn't able to work and allowed to work. So my job was physical therapy. For me, the turning point was I had a trip scheduled to Armenia service program to take care of war orphans in in Armenia. uh, There's a country called Karabakh, which is at war at the time, still is, long story, with Armenia. And the children were left orphaned. Mm-hmm. And we had summer camp, which is now a school for them. And they would invite Armenian young professionals to come during the week. It was take care of the orphans on the weekends. We get to go see all the, the sites. Mm-hmm. 
I almost didn't go because of the injuries, because I was out of work. Mm -hmm. And my family made the executive decision. You're going no matter what, if we've got to like, you know, do whatever we need to do. And I kind of said, well, like I was very depressed and very like there, I have no life. I have no life. And like, mom, why are you giving me money to go to third, third world country? And she's like, cause you need a change of venue. And she said, I think you're going to come back a different person. I said, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> she's like, you just need to go and be of service. And they really were, were of service to me. So getting out of my own Stuff. environment mm -hmm. and seeing what destroyed, devastated, no options look like, mm -hmm. and to see them so hopeful to see them sharing their talents and still dreaming in the face of nothing. When I tell you nothing, yeah. nothing. And even the children who were, who were, who were affected, you know, they were in war, they, they experienced war, they experienced loss and just their ability to hope and be hopeful mm -hmm. totally changed my perspective. I realized, okay, I don't have the opportunity I wanted but seeing what no opportunity really looks like and they're still showing up and celebrating, I realized I have to be open to what else I can do and came home very motivated to do whatever I needed to do, do whatever I had to do because they couldn't. They would, they would have done, they would have given their left arm, their right leg to have my opportunities, which I thought were mm -hmm. not yep. up to standards. And that was the turning point it opened me up to learning what success really is, what value really is, and just changed my whole perspective on what's possible. And that led me to where I am, you know, shortly after, three years later, to start a business to share that message mm -hmm. and say, listen, if life happens to you, it's not a reason to sit down and you know, right. cry. Although Give crying up. is, yeah, crying is allowed. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, good. But yeah. 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 Well, I, I just, I was, I was forced into surrender and I didn't know mm. surrender was the secret to everything. You know, I came from a family that you were taught work hard, push, push, push yep. down the line all the time. Push, push. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, if your back size falls up, pick it up, put it over your shoulder, keep on going. And I did. Three times. Mm -hmm. And Life would just be like, nope. So, you know, I got mad. I got scared. I got depressed. And I really, honestly, I was done. I was not open for possibility and just, and I went on the trip because I promised that I would go. Everyone paid for me to go. I, I know nothing was going to change here. So sometimes when nothing feels like it's going to change, I found you have to be the, you have to make the change. Yep. Even if you don't know what the change is, had no idea what that trip would do for me. No, no, no idea. And not having a job. I came home, not having a job. And I just figured it out when I got back and it was okay. Somehow going there made me okay that I didn't have it all figured out. That I didn't have my life mm -hmm. up until that moment. I had direction. I had purpose. I knew my path. And when that path was closed, I fell apart like a deck of cards. Mm -hmm. And I, I just didn't know how to deal with that. Yeah. In hindsight, 
it was probably not that I really want anyone to experience that. It probably was the best thing that ever happened to me. I just didn't know it at the time. Mm-hmm. And it led me on a really incredible journey that without, I don't know if I would be here right now. Well, so, not here anyway, not exactly. Well, not even here. Are. I go, couldn't even imagine. Honestly, I'm being honest. I couldn't imagine a future without what the, what I wanted, the way I wanted it, how I thought it should be. Right. I couldn't even imagine a tomorrow. That's how dark I went. And I didn't know how to dig myself out of it. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, if you ever feel that way, which if you've been older than the age of 10, you, you felt that way. It's pushing and figuring it out is not required. And I confu- it helped me figure out the difference between letting go and giving up because I saw them as synonymous. Oh, and that's I, good. Yeah. yeah. It's different. I, yeah. And I, I would, I'm like a pit bull. I don't, I don't give up, but <laughs> I don't give up. Like take me, but there's power, there's power in letting go. And I learned that very dramatically. Mm-hmm. But if I had to say what was the best lesson of my life, that one nugget mm-hmm. just opened up doors that I thought were closed forever. So would you say you learned to allow? Mm-hmm. I learned to allow. I learned to allow myself to be led. I learned to allow myself to receive just because I'm worth it. I'm worthy of receiving. I allowed myself to be vulnerable. Wow. I allowed myself to be enough. Something that I never felt my entire life. I'm sure many of you mm-hmm. listening or watching can relate to this. Mm-hmm. I thought I had to be a somebody. And no matter what I did up until that point, never filled that hole. I was a resume of walking results from eight, you know, even at 12 to 27. I, I got kudos. Mm-hmm. But nothing I did ever filled that void in me. I couldn't, no matter, there was no achievement that could make me feel like, okay. And I was really, I thought I was getting somewhere. I was just yep. spinning. I was just spinning. And I don't think had that accident not happened, would I have stopped? Would I yeah. have gotten off that hamster wheel? You know, I call it the merry-go-round of madness. I don't think I would have. I don't think my ego would have allowed it. Mm-hmm. So it was dramatic. It was dark. It was unexpected. And I really didn't have any plan or desire to get out of it. And that was okay. You know, I didn't know that at the time, but mm-hmm. that was okay. And I needed to be there and feel all of it and deal with all of it mm-hmm. to be given the next step. That's amazing. What a life lesson. And you, at the time, I'm sure you thought- Didn't you appreciate were, it. Yeah, didn't well, appreciate it. And you were, you know, not old, but I'm sure you thought of yourself as a mature adult. You had it all figured out. I, but... felt, I felt behind. Like I felt, I already felt behind at 27, even in my journey, which was pretty amazing to other people. I was behind- and if you, I don't know if you guys come from an ethnic European, I come from an Armenian background, very similar to Greek, you know, and the definition of success is married with children. So I don't mm-hmm. care what you do, how educated you are, how smart you are. 
but do you have a nice guy? And like, mm-hmm. how many, like, that's what I was surrounded with when I was going through all this. Cause I always wanted to be the career girl, which mm-hmm. already was outside of everyone's box. And so that's gone. The other level yep. of success that's available with the surgery, we didn't know gone. I felt I had nowhere to go. Yeah. Yeah. So you had to figure out that you were worthy without all of that. Yeah. I can't even say I had to figure out. I had to allow that. I just want to take, I cannot take credit. I did not figure it out. It literally was given to me. You know, like sometimes um, I say, sometimes when your face is put in the dirt, it's to make you look up. You know, it wasn't something that I did. It was something that I allowed. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. What great lesson to share. Thank you. So tell us where this journey took you, what you do now. Yeah. Tell us a little more about that. All right. So three and long story short, I did go back to dance. I was part of a semi-professional dance group that's known all around the world, did perform on a world renowned stage. Which is incredible because you thought you'd never dance again. I thought I'd never dance again, never mind be with dancers who had continuously trained for all those times that I wasn't. Um, Started at the same time, got off the stage at Lincoln Center, started my business the next week um, with this as the, if I can do it, you can do it too. Partnered with my professional experience of sales and marketing, put that little package together, found my husband got married, built a wonderful coaching career where people come to me to learn, like Kim, life just hit me in the butt. How do I build it back? (laughs) And just have a wonderful tribe and community, you know, that yes, I love serving them, but they love me because I'm me. Mm -hmm. And I know that, and I've been injured in car accidents since then, where I haven't been able to do what I wanted. But it all worked out better than we could possibly imagine. It all works out. Amazing. So you were known as the success genie, correct? That's your business name. And so where can people learn more about you? You can go to successgenie.com, successgenie.com, or come check out on Facebook, Success Genie. Those are two places that you can kind of get to know me. Awesome. And yes, and... This is just one of Kim's stories. She's got a few. She's very engaging with the stories. And there's a lot of lessons that she can help us all learn. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank that was you. a good one. Yeah, really, really powerful knock over the head there. Thank you. I appreciate it. So thanks for My joining pleasure. us. And everyone, thank you for listening in. We appreciate you. Thank you. Make it a great day. you're like most women, you have a big dream on your heart and really want to make a positive impact in the lives of others. But self-doubt, fear, or other limiting beliefs often get in your way. What many women don't realize is that the one thing that can catapult them forward is deepening their self-love and self-esteem. So I have a free ebook for you that's really going to help you in this area. It's called 30 Days to Deepen Self-Love, and you can download it at the link in our show notes. Enjoy. Enjoy.